0: Welcome to The Power of Faith with David Hathaway. In this episode, David continues his Bible study, from the book of Hebrews, chapter 6. Abraham waited patiently, and he received what God had promised. When people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves, to hold them to it. And without any question, that oath is binding. God also bound himself with an oath, so that those who received the promise, be perfectly sure, that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise, and his oath. These two things are unchangeable, because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge, can have great confidence, as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong, and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain, into God's inner sanctuary, Jesus has already gone there for us. He has become our eternal High Priest. Now, please join David as he teaches from Hebrews, chapter 6.
1: Moving on from this in verse 9. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are confident of better things in your case. So I'm glad to be able to say that I'm virtually certain that every one of you listening to me, the very fact you're listening is you're learning, and you don't fall into that category. So verse 9, although we have to speak this and say this, we're confident that with you, you have the things that accompany salvation. And God is not unjust in verse 10. He will not forget your work and the love that you have shown him as you've helped. Look at this. To me, this really epitomizes so many of you who are listening to me. God is not unjust. Verse 10. He won't forget your work, the love that you've shown him as you've helped his people and continue to help them. And we want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end So don't stop, don't give up. You know, this is one reason why why I have to continue despite my age. I have to continue. Even I must not give up and must not stop. (laughs) It might sound strange, but this is the motivation in me, that I would continue to the very end I mean, Paul said when he was ready to die, he said, I have finished my course. I've kept the faith. And that is the challenge to finish what God has given us to do and to keep the faith to the end, to make sure that our hope is sure. And then in verse 12, he puts a slightly different context. We don't want you to become lazy but to imitate those through faith and patience, inherit what has been promised. Because at the end of it, what I want to remind you here is, as I did if you read my book on, or listened to my messages on Ephesians, the fact is this, that our salvation down here is not complete. We live down here a life of hardship and struggle and fighting. Our reward is in heaven, not here. Don't look for your reward down here. Look for your reward in the kingdom. That is your inheritance, the kingdom of God. We inherit all the glory of God's kingdom. And in verse 13, when God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. Oh, that to Abraham who was childless until his old age. Childless until old age. And yet Abraham was faithful and believed and he received that son Isaac in the end and through Isaac became a great powerful nation. So after waiting so patiently, Abraham received the reward. In verse 16, men swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what's said, and should put an end to argument. (laughs) Um, I wish this were a little bit more true today, but it certainly is from a legal sense. That if you have a legal argument, if you have a legal agreement, that does solve the issue. But he puts it like this. Because there is an oath which puts an end to argument, God wanted to make the absolute certainty and the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to whom? to the heirs of that promise. And we live today knowing the certainty that God cannot fail. God will keep every promise in the book. And God confirmed it. And in verse 18, God did this so that by two unchangeable things, in which it's impossible for God to lie, We who have fled from the world and taken hold of this new faith offered to us may be encouraged. Because in verse 19, this hope that we have is the anchor that keeps our soul. You know, you know I'm a sailor and I know what an anchor is, and I know how the ship is dependent on it, but we have an anchor that keeps the soul firm and secure. Why? Because the anchor is not in sand. The anchor is, Paul says, in the heavenly place, in the in a sanctuary, behind the curtain, where Jesus, who went before us, has entered. So our anchor, we're, our faith, our salvation is anchored in heaven, because that's what it says. That's where Jesus, who's gone before us, has gone and entered into the very kingdom of heaven, as we know. And just as we have the certainty that Jesus is in heaven, so we have the certainty that our hope, our faith, is anchored in heaven. So this is why Jesus is so so many times referred to as the illustration, the evidence, and the proof. For example, with the resurrection, how do we know the evidence of resurrection is Jesus rose from the dead. He was human. I was talking about this and preaching on Sunday morning. Uh, that, that, That Jesus was so human, he divested himself of everything and lived as we live, subject to all the sin, the temptations that we have, without sin, But the fact is this, that when he went to death, he did so in the greatest act of faith. A 33-year-old young evangelist went to that cross. Not, well, his only certainty was in his father that he would rise again. But the fact is he did and was seen alive for 40 days. So you see the evidence that Our anchor is in Christ where Jesus who went before us is there and he has become our High Priest after the order of Melchizedek. And that is another big subject which I'm going to have to deal with next week. God bless you. Keep watching. Keep listening.
0: During August, David held 12 days of ministry in Kazakhstan. David writes. In Astana, the seat of government, they only managed to get my permit, one week before our meetings started. But they doubled the seating capacity in the church, and every meeting was virtually full. There were wonderful miracle healings, including one preteen Kazaki girl, born with crippling cerebral palsy. Her uncontrollable salivation, dried up instantly, then she began to place her twisted feet flat on the floor, and walk two other remarkable things happened. For the first time in 20 years, they were allowed to put a banner in the street to advertise the meetings. And after 20 years of provocations, deliberate disturbances created to bring in the police, we enjoyed absolute peace. From there, I flew with my team to Almaty, the commercial capital. Two different churches, three days of powerful teaching and evangelism, two meetings every day. People came to the evangelism from all over Kazakhstan, by car, by train. Some even flew in, so great is their hunger for God. Now, after 20 years of persecutions, and strong prayer, in Kazakhstan they sense they are standing on the edge of, indeed even in the epicenter of a new revival. I'm living in an experiment, because, with God, nothing is impossible. I want to push the boundaries more, and more until the unbeliever can see how powerful our God really is. Science tells us, the universe is exploding outwards without limit. That's God. God is like that. And so, aged 91, I refuse to die until God brings this great revival. In David Hathaway's new book, A Firm Foundation. Strength for now, and for eternity. David will guide you through the Apostle Paul's letters to the Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. David has written this book to strengthen your faith at a time when everything around us is being shaken. Join David as he delves deep into the truths of the Bible. Order David's book, A Firm Foundation, by visiting our website. eurovision.org.uk forward slash shop.